This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Alice Dempster. And I'm Siobhan Moran-McFarlane. It's Wednesday the 30th of November. In your Squeeze today, Morrison set to be censured, China tries to stifle protesters, an epic eruption, and Christmas decor in the house. This is your Squiz today. Siobhan, former PM Scott Morrison is facing a rare censure motion in Parliament today, and it's all over his decision to secretly appoint himself to five government ministries during the COVID pandemic back when he was PM. Yesterday, his coalition colleagues said they won't support the motion and leader Peter Dutton has labelled it a stunt. Yes, but that won't stop it being passed when it's raised in the House of Representatives. And that's because the Labour government, which is introducing the motion, currently has a majority in the House. So if it does happen, it will be the first time in Aussie history that a current or former PM has been censured. Now, just to explain that a little bit, it basically boils down to an official parliamentary record of MPs voicing their disapproval. Yeah, and as for how we got to this point, You might remember back in August, PM Anthony Albanese appointed former High Court Justice Virginia Bell to lead an inquiry into the revelations that Morrison had appointed himself to those five ministries. They were the health, finance, treasury, home affairs and industry portfolios. And he appointed himself all without the knowledge of his ministers. But he's repeatedly defended himself over those actions since then. Yeah, he reckons he gave himself the extra powers at a time, and this is a quote, when there was a need for considerable urgency in decision-making during the pandemic. But the Bell report you mentioned, Alice, was handed down on Friday, and it found that Morrison's actions were corrosive of trust in government. Now, that echoes the findings of an earlier investigation by Solicitor General Stephen Donoghue, which noted Morrison's actions were technically legal, but had fundamentally undermined the principle of responsible government. And none of this means much for Morrison legally. Essentia won't force him to quit the parliament. But since this has all come to light, he has had to face angry colleagues in the parliament. And at least one Liberal will break ranks today. Backbencher Bridget Archer says she will likely cross the floor to support the censure motion. And if you want to find out more about all of this, we put out an excellent squeeze shortcut on Morrison's multiple ministries a couple of months ago. So I'll pop a link to that in our episode notes today. Siobhan, we spoke about this on Monday, but nationwide protests in China over the country's strict COVID rules have been picking up steam since then. And it seems Chinese authorities are clamping down, with reports police presence has been increasing in Beijing and Shanghai, and some protesters are being tracked down and interrogated. Yes, and crucially, online censorship has also been stepped up, particularly on sites like Twitter. Mm. Now, just to recap a little bit, These demonstrations started last week after a deadly apartment fire fueled public anger over those strict COVID restrictions. And it now poses an unprecedented challenge to the leadership of President Xi Jinping and the Chinese Communist Party. 
Some protesters are calling for free speech and democracy in numbers that really haven't been seen since the 1989 Tiananmen Square protests. Yeah, and those protesters have been getting crafty to evade government censorship. There's been lots of people holding up blank sheets of paper or sheets with things like mathematical equations to symbolise particular messages of defiance. But while the Chinese government did relax some restrictions on Monday in response to the protests, it says it's standing by its COVID zero policy. The night sky over Hawaii's largest island glowed bright red yesterday, Siobhan. It was lit up when the world's largest active volcano erupted for the first time in nearly four decades. Yeah, there are some incredible images coming from mm. Mauna Loa. I think that's how you say it. But uh, as it's currently contained within the volcano's summit at over 4,000 metres above sea level, authorities say it doesn't pose a threat to residents living down the slopes for now. But the Big Island's 200,000 residents have been told to make preparations to evacuate just in case, as the volcano's last eruption in 1984 sent a flow of lava towards the island's largest city. Yeah, and authorities have told people that the island's air quality could also deteriorate in the coming days, and that's due to the high levels of volcanic gases that can be released in eruptions. So authorities have warned people heading outside to put on a mask. Siobhan, air travel disruptions have been a near constant as people get back up in the sky, or at least try to, over the past year or so. And there could be more disruptions in the busy lead up to Christmas, with airport firefighters planning to strike next Friday. That's also the day before Queensland school holidays begin, so it could cause some big problems. Yes, the industrial action is planned for 6 to 10am on the 9th of December, and it's going to happen at 27 airports right across Australia, including the major international hubs of Sydney and Melbourne. Now, this is all happening because the United Firefighters Union is taking action as part of an ongoing dispute with the government body Air Services Australia. Union boss Wes Garrett claims that 100 fireys were axed due to cost-cutting measures, and he says that is putting 2,500 passengers at risk every single day. Yeah, but that's something that Air Services Australia denies. It says the watchdog has conducted safety audits and... The dispute is actually about workers' pay. But regardless, if the strike goes ahead, it could be left up to airlines to decide whether they want to continue, reschedule or cancel flights altogether. Siobhan, we were talking about this one earlier and it's brought up some pretty distinct memories of Melania Trump's (laughs) unique take on Christmas a couple of years ago. But current US First Lady Jill Biden and her fairly large team of merry helpers have finished the White House's Christmas decorations this year. Yes, if listeners don't remember Melania's 2018 (laughs) display, which was reminiscent of The Handmaid's Tale, I strongly recommend giving it a Google. (laughs) You'll be glad to know this year's theme under Biden is We the People, something rather more homely. And That evokes the preamble of their constitution. And it's frankly a narcissist's dream because it features thousands of mirrors hanging from 77 Christmas trees. And the display is completed by 25 wreaths and more than 83,000 lights. Crikey, (laughs) what an electricity (laughs) bill they'll be getting. 
But as you say, Jill didn't hang them all herself. No less than 170 volunteer elves worked around the clock for an entire week to get the job done. But Alice, they could have just brought me in. I would have had it done in a day. (laughs) Yeah, I know you're (laughs) super keen on those Christmas decorations, Siobhan, but (laughs) I don't know if I have the same amount of dedication as you. (laughs) But the White House reckons there's going to be about 50,000 visitors that will drop in to check out the festive ambience over the next month. So I suppose it's all worth it in the end. Totally. But given our airline woes, there's probably not going to be many of us Aussies getting to see them in person. So I'll drop a link to a photo gallery in our episode notes today. We promised to report back on Macquarie's word of the year and Siobhan, my favourite goblin mode, did not get a look in. So I'm extremely disappointed. So I'll let you unveil the winner. Yeah, I feel you there. And it does feel like deja vu because Teal was named Macquarie Dictionary's 2022 Word of the Year in a nod to the climate-focused independent political movement. And if it feels familiar, that's because it's also the National Dictionary Centre's Word of Choice. Yeah, and thankfully our team favourite Bachelor's Handbag did get a gong. It took out the People's (laughs) Choice Award, so we saved face there. Yeah, Bachelor's Handbag and Goblin Mode, both way better choices, (laughs) I agree. Definitely. And that's it from us today. Have a happy hump day and we'll be back with you again tomorrow. 